this idea of daily and perfect action. It's about doing something every day in your life, in your business, in that personal thing that you want, even if it's only a, like a 2% of what you would normally give. If you show up every single day for yourself in some capacity and something you want to move forward through the compound effect, you will eventually get to what you want. It's when we don't take daily and perfect action, it becomes inconsistent. We struggle to get what we want. So if you can start to adopt a mindset of, Danielle, it's just daily and perfect action. Just take a little bit of action today. You will find yourself taking action every day. And before you know it, that thing that you want is right in front of you. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Keyes. Well, especially in today's world of stress and dynamics that are going on, our mindset matters more than ever before. And today's guest, Danielle Grant, really is an expert around mindset and how to shift it. She shares her personal story of going from being suicidal into being a mindset expert and coaching and helping others to really purge yourself of the stuff that's getting in the way that's helping or causing you to be stuck. So thank you as always for being a Secrets of Success listener. If you like what we're doing, pass it on, share it, leave a positive comment or rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And my encouragement is, is we also talk about self-awareness and how important it is in one of our number one online courses is what do you really value, which takes you through step-by-step our values preference indicator and helps you to get clear about what's really, really important in your life and then what to do about it so that you can make, and this is not a play in words, the right decision every time. And so if you don't know that you don't know that you don't know, then you possibly, you can't possibly make the right decisions. But if you do, then the likelihood of getting in the direction that works for you is going to be way, way more uh, positive and possible. So thanks again for listening. And here's our guest, Danielle Brandt. Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Key. So today we have an amazing entrepreneur and individual who just was sharing with me off air that she's just going to go to Hawaii for the winter and just kind of hang out because she's created her own online business and uh, just hang out there because I I don't even have to kind of live where I live here in Canada. So welcome to the show, Danielle Grant. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor. You're now up in northern British Columbia, and of course, this show gets downloaded around the world in different parts. So now you're in the middle of the snow and cold weather, and you're going to head over to Hawaii. So first of all, Danielle, when we get into you know our shows, we like to get to a sense of your journey, uh, even at your young age, right? So yes. <laughs> and I'm just going to give that away. They can go online and take a look and see how old you are because I'm not giving away your age. So with with that is uh, how did you know does your background and sort of where you grew up and you're hanging out with your sister right now? But uh, just give us a little bit of your family of origin and some of the things growing up that are unique to you. 
Awesome. Thank you. I'd love to share. So my story originates where I grew up in Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, which anyone in Canada knows it's one of the most beautiful places you can live. It's a four season playground. You can do all kinds of things. So one would think that anyone that would live there would have an absolute fantastic life. And it really is a beautiful place to live. But growing up there, I, um, I, became to create it's also a town that is very superficial at times and so growing up I created a very dark place for myself in my mind and when I was about 15 my parents were going through a divorce my sister was going through some of her own thing and I found myself in a place of wanting to take my life and that's really where my story actually starts because I am a mindset mentor today but it started really 18 years ago when I was in a a troubled childhood and what was perceived on the outside that I had everything going for me, but internally it was really dark. And that's when I first started to look into mindset and I, it was a very uh, silent journey and my parents didn't share it with anybody. And so I moved from there and I actually went into my first year of college and recognized right away. It wasn't for me, decided to drop out. I'm a college, a proud college dropout. And I say that with love for myself. And from there, I went to work in the corporate world. I left Kelowna, which is a relatively small town, and I moved to a bigger city in Canada, which is Calgary. And from there, I started working into the corporate world. And at that time, I was really striving to achieve what society had thought I should have, which is a high-paying job and luxury items and all of these materialistic things that make us happy. And when I got those things after working in the corporate world, I realized that they weren't really what I wanted, and I didn't really want to work for anybody else, and that wasn't what I was here to do. And about three years ago, I had been at my last corporate job and they told me that I was going to be let go. And I remember leaving that day thinking, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had no business, no nothing, but I knew that I didn't want to work for anybody. I didn't want to be a slave to the corporate world anymore. And I really had a bigger message to share about mindset and this personal development thing that I had gone on a journey for myself. So that is really the short version of my journey and who I am and where I came from. Well, we're actually going to make it longer, just so you know. (laughs) Okay, perfect. (laughs) That's part of what we do here is just to really get your story. So here you are, you're a teenager. Now, did your parents end up um, divorcing then? They were. They they were just in the middle of the divorce when that all happened, yeah. Okay, so what was it that um, allowed you to get out of that? As a fellow teenager who was suicidal. I can relate to some of your situations. I was bullied and picked on as a kid growing up. I grew up on a farm and then I went into, I mean, Avisford was about the size of Kelowna at that time, uh, small. And then of course, just bullied at that, you know, throughout high school. So thinking about the same kind of thoughts as you were interesting, we're both in the same industry now. So what what was it that helped you to kind of get out of that at that time? You know what it was, was I I turned immediately when I left that day, I turned immediately to the personal development books. And instead of putting my head into reading fiction or reading what a traditional 15-year-old would read, I started to read about how adults were transforming their lives based on the way they were, they were changing habits or healing things. And that's really, I became obsessed with it. And that's really what allowed me to start to look at it differently. Mm. How do you even know about it? I mean, the average 15 year old probably doesn't even get connected to that. <laughs> My so, mom. Your mom. Okay. So how, how does she support you in that? And what was, do you remember what some of those first books were you that you read? Oh, one of the first books I did read ironically was the seven habits of highly effective people. Mm-hmm. And so Stephen, um, Stephen Covey, who I've met, met personally before he passed away way back in the uh, 90s. What a blessing. 
what a blessing. <laughs> and, and, you know, so it's true, though. But, and so you ask about my mom. My mom was in management, and so she was always personally developing herself because she was a high-level manager. So I, I, I was in an environment where she was reading those books, and I had seen them around the house. Um, and when I came out of the hospital, she had kind of told me, hey, this is what's going on. The doctors had told me as well, and I, when I had asked what are the books that would support that, she had told me that they were the ones that I had seen around the house. So that's how I was exposed to it in that way. Cool, cool. So you went to, you went to college. What were you starting to take at college before you decided to give yourself a gift of not further education? I was in business because I, I always had my mindset around business. So I was, I was in business and it was the accounting class. Ironically enough, as an entrepreneur, it's funny. The accounting class is the one that made me realize I didn't want to be in it. And of course, business has all kinds of different components, but I'm with you on that one. That's why we hire good people that do those kinds of numbers and actuary stuff. So when you went to Calgary and you said, I got in the corporate world, what was the roles and responsibilities you started with? What did you go into? Yeah, what I started in, uh, at the time, actually, I had, uh, honestly, I had transferred from the restaurant industry because I started serving in Kelowna, and I have had served my whole entire corporate career. I always worked a part-time job serving, so that's where I started, but then I, I got a job working for a temp agency, and I didn't really know what a temp agency was, but I kept getting these really awesome placements, and then I got placed at a high-end fitness facility downtown Calgary, and at the time, oil was booming, and mm-hmm. they, they had asked me to interview for the job after I had temp there one day, and it was sales and marketing and that was my exposure to sales and marketing and then from there I basically stuck to sales and marketing and I went and worked in the car industry I sold cars for a couple of years and are you kidding me the, really yeah, yeah. So, I sold luxury uh, what, cars. Uh, what brand were you selling I sold Range Rovers and Jaguars oh you know what I could see you would do a great yeah. job at that uh, we, I had a company that did uh, consulting in the automotive industry for over a decade, so uh, pretty cool, great. And so you went in there, and you know, obviously, it's kind of a sexist environment. How did you handle that? Yeah, gratefully, I had come from my own work experience. Like I said, I'd work uh, in restaurant industry, but also in management roles. And so I had, I had known how to work with males and I knew kind of how to position myself as a female with males. Not that I'm better than you, but Hey, we're on the same page and let me show you by my knowledge and what I know that you don't have to treat me any differently. And so when I started working at Range Rover, I got really into understanding cars. Obviously there's a lot to understand about cars and I didn't want the men to see me as, Oh, she's just some pretty girl that's here to, you know, sign paperwork. I actually wanted to know everything about the cars. I took them out on test drives. I took them off-roading. So I did not allow them to put me into a position of seeing me as anything other than equal to them. Mm. So, I mean, you took responsibility for competence. Yes. Cool, cool. And so you had success there. And uh, I'm kind of curious about how you transition from, okay, I'm in this gym to selling cars. Like, <laughs> how does that even trigger? Like, like two are completely related. Not. Well, they're not, but same clientele though. So the high-end fitness facility downtown Calgary was selling gym memberships and it was only for really people that were, you know, successful business people or that were in oil and gas. And so it was actually the same kind of clientele, but how I got into it was I was actually serving at Joey's bartending and there was a guy who came in for drinks one night and we just started chatting and he started, we started talking about hockey and the next thing you knew, he was the owner of the car dealership and he said, I think you should be sell cars. And I said, no, I'm not going to sell cars. I don't do that. And he said, no, no. I said, what brand? And he said, Range Rover Jaguar. And I immediately went, I'll check it out because I knew the clientele were the same kind of clientele I had before. Cool. Cool. So he he reached out and because of your mannerisms and uh, skill at 
the bar, he was attracted to that, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. Cool, cool. So you got into that. And then how did that go as far as selling cars for a couple of years? Oh, my God, I loved it. I loved it. And you know what? It was such a cool job. It was the job that really allowed me to see that you really can't judge people and you can't judge a book by its cover because the car industry was one of the best jobs I ever had. The customers I met were amazing. The company Tata Motors owned it at the time and they sent us on some incredible trips. But bigger than that, the relationships that I created with the people, I'm still friends with a lot of those people. And I just loved that job. It's just a different caliber of people that are uh, investing and purchasing those vehicles. Cool. So car business, then what? So then I had a customer of mine from the car industry who purchased a couple vehicles from me and she, I, she phoned me one day for tires. I told her I was leaving and she said, come work for me. And so I went and worked for her and I was her personal assistant, which I never would have ever thought about doing, but it was being a personal assistant for a family who um, was quite successful and they were in horse uh, breeding and show jumping. And so we traveled all over the world with the horses and her daughter and we show jumped and it was an incredible experience, not only to have that kind of experience one-on-one in a, in a personal assistant setting, but being exposed to that business and that level of success allowed me to now really utilize a lot of those skill sets in my own business. So that was a really big opportunity for me. And I did that for two years. And again, it was an awesome job and it was great. Wow. Isn't that pretty eclectic? That's wild. <laughs> Very. I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by the story as Already, I'm working at a bar, then I get a gym, I got a Range Rover, and now I've got show jumping horses around the world. Yeah, that's pretty well the career path that most people take. Yeah, it's pretty normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, you mentioned um, that you were leaving. So what was, what was motivating you to leave the car business, though, even though you had some success in it? The employer that I worked for was not an employer I wanted to work for anymore. Mm, value that's, set, value alignment. That's all you can have to say, right? Yep, exactly. So it was time to go, and then I ended up aligning with the next thing, and it was great. Super. Okay, so here you're with this individual and doing this sort of assistant traveling, being kind of a manager with her. Then where did you go from there? So then I was at a big crossroads in my life, and I had been in Calgary now for 10 years. Again, coming from Kelowna, being this amazing, beautiful place, I always told myself that I would move back to Kelowna. But I also also always told myself I'd move back to Kelowna when I could work for myself. And so at this time, I had been in Calgary for, for sorry, 10 years, and I was considering coming back to Kelowna because that job had ended. And I, as you can tell, I had kind of tried a bunch of different things in Calgary, and I was ready to come home. But I wasn't quite ready. And so I decided to go to Edmonton in Canada for one more year, and I ended up working actually in the finance office in the car industry for a year. So that was mm. awesome as well. Mm. So business office. And of all things, accounting was the thing you didn't want at college. I know. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> oh, look at the numbers. Well, and of course, business office managers can do quite well for themselves if they know what they're doing. Very well for themselves. It's a very lucrative job. But so how did you I'm get that job up there? So I had a, one of a, a really good friend of mine that I worked at the car industry at, at Range Rover was a finance manager. And so our, our, we were always trying to get me into that, uh, that role, but it's a very desirable role. So you can't just kind of get into it. So when the opportunity came for me to move to Edmonton, she was also looking for a finance manager at the time and was willing to train me. So she brought me in. But if I'm being completely honest, that wasn't the job I really wanted. It was just an in-between job that was fulfilling this time frame of me kind of deciding when I was ready to come back to Kelowna. So I, I really just did that job because it was a job and, and it wasn't anything more than that. 
And most people don't know that a lot of long hours for that job and a lot of times dealership said, should I have two, should I have one, it splits the income, there's lots of complications behind it. But one of the things you're sharing with the audience and you know, one of the things we want to do with guests is to say, you know, you took, you knew that this was sort of a bridge and that you were going to use this opportunity where you could earn, you know, a living to live, but also use that as a time to reflect and say, what's next? Yeah. Yeah. So, so car business, finance office, now what? So then they come in and they say right before my three months is up that this one other job, I had kind of transitioned from another dealership and they do that three month thing. And they said, it's not working out. We're going to let you go. And I remember, I remember being let go from jobs previously. And I always thought it was the end of my life. I was never going to get another job when I was in my early twenties. But when this came and I was 29, it was the day before my 29th birthday. And they said, it's not working out, you've got to go. I left that day with so much conviction in my being that this was the absolute right decision. I had no idea what I was going to do. I had, no, I had no plan to move home to Cologne at that time. I just knew that this was the right thing for me to do. And everything in my being told me that. The next morning, I woke up. It was my 29th birthday. My mom called, said, happy birthday. I said, I don't have a job. She freaked out like any mom would. And uh, she also at the time, about three months prior to this had happening when I'd actually got this new job, I had also started to pay attention to what was going on in the online space. I started to become very curious. I started to realize people were leveraging this. And I was, and I, again, I was in this in-between bridge stage, so I was looking for that. And on my birthday, my mom had said, I invested in this course that was teaching people how to build online programs. I think I'm going to give it to you for your birthday, and I hope you use it. She gave it to me, and I have not looked back since that day. And it's been three years and almost three and a half years, and I have not looked back. Cool. Now, if I may ask, uh, who was uh, leading this online course that you took? Yeah, so that one, um, to be, if I'm being honest again, that one wasn't really relative to me. It was more me just seeing what was available. But that one was a girl out of Australia named Grace Lever. Mm, sorry, haven't heard of her. Okay. Yeah. So you, it started to get your mind thinking about what's possible. Mm -hmm. uh, so take us through the steps to where you are today. Yeah, so basically I started exploring what was possible online, what kind of businesses people were actually having online. There was coaching, there was e-commerce, there was consulting, there was all kinds of different things. And so I spent about three weeks, three weeks from June to the middle of July kind of looking at what things were. And oddly enough, I settled on trying to launch an e-commerce store to begin with, which was drop shipping bohemian and gypsy fashion stuff out of China. And I had set up this great Shopify store, I created an Instagram, did all this stuff, and it was working. And I had sales, but I wasn't passionate about it. And I was like, if I'm going to really put my effort into building a business, I need to do something that really fires me up. And this is great, but it's not that. And so from basically October, Thanksgiving out of October 2017 until January 1st, 2018, I all I did was basically listen to actually Ty Lopez, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Grant Cardone were the three people that I listened to, their video content that was free, because at the time I, was, I had no money to invest in this business. And I knew I needed to leverage wisdom, and so I started listening to their free content as much as I could, and I started to realize kind of what was available for me, and that's how I landed on wanting to do this personal development thing because this is something I've always done. I've always been into this. This is my jam. And then I invested in a program by Sam Ubbins teaching how to build like an, a booking funnel. And I started with not your mindset mentor. I started with a company called Danielle G consulting. And I was at the time because I just come out of the car industry. I wanted to help high income achievers stop living paycheck to paycheck because that is something that I saw in the finance office. 
with mm. successful people not having actual money. So I started there and then about March 2018, I was like, no, mindset's the thing I want. And I bought, I, I was trying to find the domain mindset mentor and it was $20,000. And so I was like, what if I just put your in front of it? Well, it was $7.99. So that's how your mindset mentor was created. And that was in March of 2018. Awesome. And a grant, of course, was a car sales trainer. When I yes. was in the industry way back in the 90s, and most people don't know that, that was, that was his business for probably 20 years before yes. he started to scale and get into real estate and do all these dif other different things. So, hey, a small world when you get into this space for sure. So yes. now, what is it that you are offering people and what is the businesses that you're, you're doing? So, and we'll get into some of the wisdom and some of the insights you've distilled through your business so far. So how I help people now today is I have a couple different offers. I, I have a few one-on-one -on -one clients that I work with that I also do group coaching and then I have a signature experience and program that I run called Alignment 2020. It's a seven-week live experience and it's really taking you through what mindset is and absolutely transforming your mindset. So that is my, after being in business now for three years, that's the thing that I have. I have a couple digital products. I am just about to uh, launch a new series of meditations. So I just created eight meditations for entrepreneurs and 44 days of habit creation of meditation. Meditation is a big component of mindset, as well as I'm a mindset mentor in a couple high-level group coaching programs. So I'm for a program that teaches people how to leverage LinkedIn. I am the mindset mentor in that program. And then I also work with a lady out of Australia that works with public sector consultants. And I've teamed up with her to help her clients do mindset in her group coaching as well. Mm. It seems like, Daniel, one of the things that you've embraced is this, high, this whole idea of partnership and partnership that has leverage and partnership that uh, complements one another. Yes. So speak Absolutely. to that a bit about how that has unfolded for you and how that might apply to people that are listening. You know, the biggest thing, I'm so grateful for my corporate career because I learned so many things. And one of the biggest things I learned, though, was just how to be successful in any of the jobs I was in. It wasn't just me. It was always a team of people. And so I was always knew that if I wanted to become successful, I couldn't just do it by myself. I needed to help other people become successful as well. But being able to pair me with someone who does business strategy in mindset and business strategy, you can become quite unstoppable. And so for me, that's really a powerful thing to be able to provide somebody with. And I've seen that when you pair a really good uh, coach in the car industry or general manager with a salesperson, which was me, we excelled so much more. And so I understand the value in collaboration because we really can't do anything by ourselves. Couldn't agree more, <laughs> especially <laughs> nowadays. There's just so much stuff that's going on. It's really in partnership and connections. And, and it's really where our business has gone to with some amazing you know, connections. But it has to be the right partner, the right value set. That being said, uh, what are you teaching? And let's just kind of shift gears here. I, I want you to kind of envision, so we're doing mindset here with you, that your audience right now, our audience at Secrets of Success, is you're now going to coach them on their mindset for the next 10 minutes or so or 15 that we have remaining in the show. Take me through how you're going to improve my condition, my situation, and what does mindset even mean? Yeah, so mindset, um, mindset is such a loaded word, but mindset is really understanding that our thoughts and our beliefs and our stories and our experiences have to live somewhere and they live within an energetic state, which is in different types of mindset. So there's the conscious mindset, there's the subconscious, 
there's this ego mindset, and then there is the super conscious mindset and the unconscious. The super conscious and the unconscious, I don't ever really talk about or work in. But the conscious mindset, the subconscious and the ego are the three that I work in. So the ego mindset is your human self. It's the self that is the fight or flight. It's the caveman. It's very limited. It's very uh, distorted. It's always looking for the worst case scenario. Then there's the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is the recording system. It's the recording system that holds all of your experiences, your thoughts, your stories in that place. And then there's the conscious mind. So that's your higher self. That's your intuition. That's the highest aspect of you. It's those higher things that we always hear within our being. And so when we're talking about mindset, we have to recognize that anything that we do in life is working in all three of these areas. And typically when we're in an experience where we're unhappy or we're stagnant or we're stuck or we're spending too much time in a past experience than negative, the first thing that's happening, and, and I introduced the three-step mindset framework, the first thing that's happening is that your, mind, your ego mindset is stuck somewhere. It's still attached to something, some way, and attachment is the, the key word there. And a lot of times we don't understand what that is. We're just stuck, we're stagnant, we're not creating habits, and we don't know why. Well, when we apply the three-step mindset framework to that, which I'm going to introduce right now, you'll see exactly how we can see it in its full capacity. Because when we talk about mindset, we talk about shifting the way that we think, the way that we act, what our reality looks like, and we, we talk about mindset and we talk about transforming it. Well, we have to transform it by awareness. We can't change anything without awareness. Mm. So let's say that you have... You're, you're, you're struggling to want to outsource something in your business and it's because you aren't trusting people. So you're having a hard time trusting people in your business. You want to apply the three-step mindset framework because you've identified one that you're stuck, something isn't working, I have awareness. So you ask the first question, what am I believing to be true? Well, what am I believing to be true is that no one can do it as good as me. I can't trust people. Nobody is going to get it done on time. So that's the first step. The second question we ask is, where did this come from? Why am I believing this to be true? Why do I actually believe I can't trust them in my business? Why do I really believe that people can't get the work done on time? Like, where is this really coming from? When you sit in that space, you typically will hear something come into your mindset, and this comes out of your subconscious mind, that will tell you an experience from your past in which you're attached. And so lots of times it comes from our childhood experiences where maybe a parent let you down and you could never trust your, your parent. And so you start to develop this subconscious belief that you can't trust people and then you become a business owner and then you have to trust people to outsource and you can't because you're still attached in your subconscious mind to this experience. So then the third question we ask is, well, what do I want to believe to be more true? Well, what I want to believe to be more true is that I do want to outsource. Even though I don't believe it right now, I do want to trust people. I do believe people can get it to me on time. Because if I don't believe these other things, I'm going to stay living where I am, and I've already identified I'm stuck in that place. So by applying the three-step mindset framework, you get a lot of awareness, and you get a, a full 360 of really where it is. The toughest part on it is going into the second part, because you have to be willing enough to be vulnerable to look at some of the past experiences and why that maybe is your experience today. So it, can I take this same um, process and apply it to my personal life, like maybe around the concept of relationships and why I never seem to find the right person or something like that? Yes, you can apply that exact process to literally everything in your life. Every aspect of your life, you ask, what am I believing to be true? Where did it come from? And what do I want to believe to be more true? So then how do I break this stuck ego section? How, how do I release that? And just take the audience through your steps to do it. 
So the way that you release it is between that step number two and three. So when you identified in step number two what that experience was, and typically it was a childhood experience, and then you go to number three. Number three is when you get the opportunity to introduce the new. So to move away from the stuck, the mindset has to be introduced a new idea. Step number three is saying, I want to believe this to be true instead. The minute that you engage in whatever that other idea is, you've now put that into your subconscious mind the first time. The, the fact of the matter is, you'll have a lot better chance of moving through that stagnation now that you've done that exercise because you've introduced one new thing to the subconscious mind. The more that you keep doing this simple exercise, even just in your mind or pen to paper, the faster that that third part will become that new affirmation, will become your new belief system, and it will actually program that subconscious mind. And then you'll find yourself no longer living in that paradigm you were in before. Cool. So what other steps would you be teaching me if I was your client right now about going to the next level? I would be teaching you how to leverage meditation and all the different types of meditation and the types of healing and inner alignment we can receive by leveraging meditation. So when you think about meditation, and of course, uh, you know, I come from sort of a pastoral background and just believing being quiet and today's world is so busy and so crazy and so nuts. Uh, why is uh, just being quiet and meditating so important? Well, there's so many, I mean, like you said, we live in such a busy world that the only opportunity other than sleeping that our being ever has to be just present into itself is in a state where we're like that, where we're in a meditative state. But not, not only are we very present and we're just kind of taking a moment to breathe, we're allowing our mindset to kind of show us where we are. We can hear what's really going on in our mindset. And a lot of people think that the idea of meditation is to be completely silent. And while that is the end goal, that's, that's not the intention always. And so when we're in these meditative states, we can often hear our problem that we're experiencing or a challenge that we're experiencing a lot clearer. And that can offer us the clarity that we need to move beyond it. So that's why I really value meditation. Mm. So uh, is there a method that you could just sort of share with the audience that they could think about or consider to do um, in the time that we have? Maybe Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, a really great meditation is that you close your eyes and you just begin to focus on your breath and just feel it kind of the rise of the wave as your chest rising. And then as you exhale, the wave kind of falls and just get connected to your breath. And then just allow your mind to wander. Don't try to suppress. Don't try to do anything. Just allow it to become the observer of your mind. And begin to see where your mindset is going. Begin to see where the attachment is going and where your mindset wants to go in, in a state where there's nothing on the outside. It's just in its own mind. And begin to become comfortable with that. that that's the best thing that I can encourage people to do because people are fe fear from that space of hearing those thoughts and hearing that voice. But again, just spend time in that space and just start listening. And the key is don't suppress. Don't tell myself I shouldn't have thoughts. I shouldn't have thoughts. Welcome them up. I see you. Okay, there you are. I'm going to release you. And then let it go. And then a new one will come in and do it again. That's one of the best foundational habits that you can get into. Cool. Now, uh, we have about five or eight minutes left. And before we kind of get in the last segment, I want to make sure that they know about how to get a hold of you. So you've already sort of given away your website earlier, but uh, how can people get a hold of you, find out more about what you're doing, find out more about your products? So the best way to get a hold of me is on LinkedIn. So Danielle Grant, you can't miss me. And then there's yourmindsetmentor.com or also listen to the Mind Vibe podcast. It's the mindvibe.show. 
But the primary way to get a hold of me would be on LinkedIn. And I love connecting with people. I love, I'm a real human. I, if you're listening to the show and you're like, Danielle, I loved it, please reach out to me because I'd love to connect with you. Well, listen, we were on video before we went on to the audio part, and I can attest that you, you appear to be human. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to validate your comment there with that. Okay. Now, Danielle, I just want to, I want to go to the other side. Thank you for that, uh, the coin for just a moment. What are you finding with your clients out there? What, what is really hindering them or insights you can share from the work you've done with your clients that could apply to the audience today, that insights you've gained, wisdom, uh, thoughts, conditions, any of that that would be valuable for uh, people to think about or even implement? I think the biggest thing I would want to share is just this understanding that our thoughts do create our reality. And if our thoughts create our reality, then understanding what make up our thoughts, and that's the mindset work. But beyond that, recognizing that if that's a true statement, then you really can create your reality. And just like I've been able to step into my reality continuously, you can as well. And so taking time to realize that the inner work and doing the meditations and doing the three-step mindset framework are more valuable than really spending 80 hours a week doing business stuff. You need to focus on the inner work. And the thing that I see all the time with clients and entrepreneurs is they want the magic bullet. They want it now. They've got all the business stuff. They got it all. But the one aspect they're, they're not consistent in is the inner self and working through the beliefs and looking at what their thoughts look like and looking at the words that they're using. And so I really want to empower whoever's listening to this as I've noticed this, start to become aware of what you're thinking and what your worthiness looks like and what your abundance story looks like because those are the things that are actually going to create your reality. And I always encourage people and all of my clients, you need to be spending at least 30 minutes a day within your inner self a day, whether that's meditation or affirmations or journaling, if you did that every day, you would be surprised at how much you would see change in your life in terms of alignment with what you truly desire to have. You just mentioned journaling. Um, any methodology or process with journaling or just write your thoughts? How, what do you suggest? Journaling is nothing more than a conversation with yourself. People get really tripped up by this concept of journaling. It's like, hey, if you're having a crappy day, write down what you're having a crappy day about and then write down why am I feeling this way? What do I want to believe to be more true? Like, it's just a, an, a, an ability for you to see what you're thinking in your mind on a piece of paper, which allows you the awareness, which then, again, you can apply the three-step mindset framework to. Or you can do a gratitude journal. There's so many different ways. It's really whatever works for you. Cool. Now, you slip something in because you have all this energy, which I love, by the way, <laughs> is we got to be managing your words. You just slip that in there. So explain to the audience what how important words are and and what people need to be paying attention there with words. Your words are the things that create your reality. And when you dive deeper into understanding what words are, they're nothing more than a frequency and an energetic exchange, which means that whatever we speak through our words is going to be reflected back to us. And so if we're constantly speaking through a negative lens, we're constantly experiencing a negative reality because that's the frequency of vibration that our words are living within. If you live in a, a of word tracks of abundance and belief and greatness that becomes your reality so lots of the things in your life become abundant and great because the words that we speak are energy forms and they through law of attraction come back to us in whatever way in physical form mm. so it's interesting a lot of times people speak what they have not what they want mm -hmm. 
So they're, fo they're focusing on their current condition. Oh, there's no good guys out there. There's no good women out there. There's no good partners out there. Uh, I can't seem to find business. And then you're surprised when you get it. <laughs> and that's why in step number three on the mindset framework, it's what do I want to believe to be more true? Because we have to ask ourselves that question of, okay, if I don't want to believe this crappy thing, that it, there's no one out there and there isn't that, if I wanted to believe the opposite, what would that look like? So we only have a couple of minutes left. Man, where did the time go already? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, that's right. Is if you were just to kind of wrap up your wisdom or your coaching or insights or encouragement to the audience, what, what would you say to them in some closing remarks beyond what you've shared already? Daily and perfect action. Daily and perfect action is the thing that I and my clients and many people around the world, if you study successful people, it's this idea of daily and perfect action. It's about doing something every day in your life, in your business, in that personal thing that you want, even if it's only a, like a 2% of what you would normally give. If you show up every single day for yourself in some capacity and something you want to move forward through the compound effect, you will eventually get to what you want. It's when we don't take daily and perfect action, it becomes inconsistent. We struggle to get what we want. So if you can start to adopt a mindset of, Danielle, it's just daily and perfect action. Just take a little bit of action today. You will find yourself taking action every day. And before you know it, that thing that you want is right in front of you. Mm. Well, thank you, Danielle. I, I can't believe the time's already up on it. Uh, but sure, appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Now, just before we go for fun, is you mentioned you're going to be hanging out in Hawaii for, of course, the Canadian winter, which is over there. How did you orchestrate that? to, yeah, yes, you have an online business, but you have to kind of figure that out to be able to get and hang out in Hawaii for the winter. How did you work that out? Yeah, so I, t I tried to test run this actually at the beginning of 2020. I went to Mexico and to see if I could do remote work. There's a couple things I just really figure out. One is I had to make sure my accommodation had a really good Wi-Fi because without Wi-Fi, I don't have an online business. And that's a really big priority for me. And, and shockingly enough, it's amazing how there is a lot of really crappy Wi-Fi in the world like Mexico. Mm -hmm. So that was actually the first thing I had to look into in Hawaii. Obviously, second thing is being cognizant of COVID and everything that's going on with the quarantine. And then uh, making sure that you could get insurance over there too, right? Because if you're living over there, especially as a business owner, uh, you're, you know, you want to make sure you're covered and you got to come back, you got to quarantine. And um, I'm also going over there to paraglide. So I really had to make sure that my business was in a place that I could enjoy myself and paraglide. I could still have the Wi-Fi that I needed and that I was in a location that was accessible for me to be convenient on the island. And so how did you find the location that you're staying there? You just said, hey, let's go to Hawaii. It's got the infrastructure I need. And you just found a place that you're going to rent? Yep. I went on, I went on, I checked out a bunch of different things, but there was a lot of places available, obviously, because of uh, COVID at the time. And yeah, I just looked on Airbnb and a couple travel websites and connected with some hosts and found a really awesome place right in Kihei for three months. And, it, you know, in my world though, Ken, and, and in mindset, I'm a big believer that everything is always working out for me. And I, one of my mantras is just roll with it. And so I will literally just decide to go somewhere. I'll find somewhere to stay. And the universe just brings everything together for me. Mm, there's there's stuff that's going on that's available for us if we uh, want to focus on that. Well, Danielle, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Dr. Ken, for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, you are welcome, and I just love your energy. So you just keep that up, and you keep uh, serving and supporting and sharing that energy because we need it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Okay. Stay with us, Danielle. So 
when we think about what Danielle shared with us, is that you know what what you think about matters what you say matters what you are doing right now is really a result result of both of those things coming together uh, to create your reality and a lot of times people say hey listen I nothing good happens to me and then nothing good happens to you and you're shocked and you're surprised why would you what about the opposite so there are so many opportunities there for you find out more from uh, Danielle and her site which is yourmindsetmentor.com and my encouragement to you is to pay attention to you know what are you thinking what are you wondering about what are you saying pay attention self-awareness is very very critically important if you like what we're doing please pass it on share it let somebody else know about it if you leave a positive comment or rating on the show it sure helps us as well thank you very much for listening I'm your host Dr. Ken Keyes Thanks for exploring the secrets of success with us. If you want to keep the momentum going, log on to crgleader.com. Scroll to the bottom and sign up for our inspirational emails. You can also take your success to the next level by following us on Facebook and Twitter and connecting with Ken on LinkedIn. We hope you have a great week and look forward to you joining us next time for the Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Ken Keyes.